Hello everyone and welcome to this podcast on the subject of age regression back to the womb. So are you curious about what it felt like to be in your mother's womb, what it is that you experienced in that time period, or of what happened when you were born? What was your first thought, your first feeling, your first experience? Do you even believe that it is possible to remember all of that, that it is helpful? This is the subject of today's podcast. And basically, it is my experience of guiding people back to that memory. My name is Iman. I'm a hypnotherapy and regression therapy practitioner. And this podcast is one of two podcasts on Back to the Womb. So this first one is about age regression. And the following one is about birth recall. And though both of them take us back to the moment we were born, they are actually different sessions in terms of the process that they involve. So let's start by talking about regression. What exactly is regression therapy? And my personal definition is that regression therapy is hypnotherapy that looks for a source event in what you are experiencing today in an event in your childhood or in the past. So I say in the past because there is also regression therapy where we look at past lives. So past life regression is a form of regression therapy. But today we're looking at age regression, and age regression is when we find the source event either in adolescence, in childhood, or in womb, or the time of birth. So how does it work? Well, we start with the actual issue that we're working on, and this is very important. We don't know when we're doing age regression where we're going to end up. We don't know whether the actual event that is causing the problem you're having today is something that happened during the womb or during birth or later, or even if there is a specific event. So we start with the actual problem. So say somebody has come to see me because they have migraines, and this is quite common. But it can also be about particular limiting thoughts. For example, somebody who feels unloved or constantly rejected. It can also be about physical pain. There's lots of reasons for doing this kind of work. So we start with the issue. And I ask them to go back to the last time they experienced it and to really go deep into it, to describe it, to experience it, to really find out about it fully. And then from there, we step back till the to the time before and another time until we find the first time they ever experienced it and that's our source event. We know that it's the first time because generally speaking when it's the first time you feel something it's terribly unfamiliar and you get a sense of shock. Once we find that source event, when we, when we find when something's been created, we then spend quite a bit of time just getting a lot of insight about it and what really interests me at that time is all the thoughts, all the ideas, all the beliefs that are created. And this is what I was saying earlier, that often we have beliefs as an adult, such as nobody cares about me, I don't have my place in the world, I don't belong, things like that. And these can often be traced back to events that happen in, in early childhood or the womb. So the first step is to get to the source event. And once we get there, we then get that moment of insight and that in itself, understanding why it is that you behave in a certain way or you react in a certain way or that you have sort of things that keep repeating in your life, that in itself is very, very helpful and starts the healing process. And in fact, a lot of psychotherapy is based on that process of insight. 
Now in regression therapy, we take it one step further, we do what is called a transformation. And this essentially involves first a step of acceptance or forgiveness if there is something to forgive. So you accept that this is something that happened. If it's something that happened to a small child, you actually speak to the child and you and that's, this is why it's also called inner child healing. So you speak to the child and you explain to the child what happened, that it wasn't their fault, all this kind of stuff, until you, you are really at peace with what happened. And then after that, we create an alternative memory. And this may seem a little bit odd until that you understand that in the subconscious mind, imagination is very, very important. So I like to think of the subconscious mind as this huge library where all our experiences are stored. All our memories, or everything we've learned, everything is there, filed away. And it informs us on a daily basis, not just a daily basis, but every instant it informs us and it guides our behavior. The subconscious mind is a real powerhouse. It really, really guides us and empowers us, but it also leads to a lot of automatic responses. And the subconscious mind uses all our experience to decide what to expect. So once we create a new memory, so for example, if I take the woman who came to see me because she had bad migraines, and in this particular instance, we found when we did the regression that the source event was her birth. She was born by a forceps delivery, and the pain of being pulled out by forceps is what created her migraines. This is her particular case. So in that case, what we did is we then get her to imagine a different experience of being born, where she's born very naturally, very easily, where she knows what's going on, where she feels very welcome, just really the perfect birth. And by imagining this in detail, what is happening is she's sending all that information to her subconscious mind. She's creating new data for the subconscious mind to use. So she knows that it's not a real memory. She knows that it's something that she's imagining, but imagination is just as important. This is why all the things that we read, all the books, all this fiction, all the films that we watch, all, all the information that we pick up informs us. It doesn't have to be our own personal experience. And if, when it happens, we react emotionally to it, then it's encoded in a much more stronger way in our subconscious mind. So this is why, during a regression, we will get somebody to re-experience this event, but with wonderful positive feelings. And this helps the subconscious mind encode it in a way that it becomes very readily available whenever, in, on a daily basis. So the old memory still exists, but it's pushed to the back. And then this new memory, this new experience, then gets a lot, a lot more room. And what we find after that is that the symptom or the issue that we're dealing with usually resolves. It either disappears completely, like this woman's migraines, or it just goes down to a more manageable level. So this is how age regression works. I'd like to point out that sometimes we don't find a source event or the source event isn't something that is defined enough for us to have such a clear-cut result. But we always get insight. We always find out something about ourselves. It always helps us on our voyage of self-discovery, which is, after all, what all therapy is truly about. So the difference between age regression and birth recall is in terms of the mechanism that we use. So with age regression, in fact, we, we don't know that it's age regression, it's regression therapy. We start with the issue and we go back and then we will find out where it takes us. We don't know at the start. 
with birth recall, we, we set a specific intent to recall the time in the womb and our birth. And we do this for a number of reasons to find which I will actually leave for now because it's the subject of the next podcast. So if you want to find out about, about birth recall, then please listen to the next podcast. And I hope you enjoyed this particular podcast about age regression. My name is Iman and you can find out more about me on my website, lifetherapy.ch or on Instagram, Iman Therapy. And that's Iman with an E, don't forget that. So it's been a joy talking to, to you today and I wish you a wonderful day. Goodbye now.